0: Welcome to the Success in Every Season podcast, where success means celebrating progress over perfection every day. This episode is brought to you by Fight Forward Solutions. I'm Kinley, and I want to talk with you today about a subject that is deeply personal to me. So let's take it back about a decade. Actually, before we do that, let's take it back to about a week ago. A dear friend who was my publicist at one point and has long since been my friend called me recently because she wants me to to go on a podcast and, and to talk about some issues related to size and discrimination and bullying and things like that. And she thought of me because she remembered the story of, of Kenley <laughs> and Southwest Airlines from, from about a decade ago. So I want to talk about this subject through the lens of my life now, and I've never done that online before. So I, I've considered it since I started the podcast because I was a blogger before blogging was really popular. And I'm still a blogger, even though blogging has certainly lost the popularity that it once had, but this is my space to, to just sort of share some things that are from my heart and, and some experiences that will hopefully encourage and equip individuals like you, um, those of you who are willing to listen, um, to really live the the best version of your life possible. Now today, this podcast really feels more like it's for me. Like I want to talk about this issue that I had with Southwest Airlines and I'll, I'll kind of give you a little background on it because it's such an old story now that it's not something that I think about often, but once in a while it comes up and over the last year, it has come up in some pretty significant ways. And since I agreed, <clears throat> Excuse me, since I agreed to talk about the issue on someone else's podcast, I really wanted to be able to share everything, just share my heart here so that nothing's left out. Um, let's just say that some things don't go the way we plan. <laughs> and going back to December of last year, I was in Colorado and my family's there. I I got to spend some quality time with them. And I actually got to spend an additional week with them because I don't know if you remember this, but Southwest Airlines had just this meltdown and they were, they were canceling flights like all over the country. There, there was, there were, were people stranded in airports. There was luggage everywhere. Actually, um, I arrived at, at my sister's house two days before Christmas, but my luggage did not. In fact, I didn't even, didn't even get my clothing until I returned back home to New Orleans uh, about almost two weeks later. So that didn't really go how I planned. It all worked out fine. I got to spend extra time with my family. I bought new clothes once I arrived and it was really a very First world opportunity for me to count it all joy. (laughs) And I really was reminded that I I don't have much control over how things happen, over what happens, but I do always have a choice to determine how I will respond to them. And and I'm happy to say that aside from one, you know, moment in which I just I sent my husband in to talk to the Southwest people about my luggage because I just, I couldn't do anything, but just stand there and, and fight back tears and, and want to go home. Um, I really, for the most part, I handled those intense moments very differently than I would have a number of years ago. And, and that's the goal, right? I mean, our, our, our whole premise here is we want to celebrate progress over perfection every day. So I'm celebrating the progress I've made. And that was great. If you've known me for very long, if you know me in person, certainly, or if you've followed um, any of my social media or my blog over the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years now, thank you, first, thank you. Uh, But if you've been around, you know that I have a fairly arduous history with Southwest Airlines. But like many others, Michael has had the opposite experience For, for Michael, My husband, uh, he looks Southwest as the cheapest way to take a nonstop flight to Denver. And a lot of times from New Orleans, it's the only way to take a nonstop flight to Denver where my family is. And the things I went through with this airline over a decade ago really did, they were not fun at the time, but, but it did lead to significant improvements for people of size who choose to travel with them. So, over the years I have I have flown first class. I have flown on Southwest when it's more convenient or when that's what my travel partners are doing and I've learned that I don't have to define myself by the situation that happened with Southwest, but it is a part of my story and that's the part I want to share today. So, <clears throat> I was on a return flight from. I was I was on a connecting flight, so I was on the last leg of a return flight um, from. I think I was in Dallas, but I was flying to New Orleans, and I was rushing. It was it was our flight was delayed a little bit, and and so we were rushing to get to our next flight, and. Uh, I got there in time, and I felt really good about that. I, My mother was traveling with me, and when I got there, the gate agent did not want me to get on the airplane without paying for another seat. So um, I was confused at the time. I asked why, and he said, hey, you know, look, look at you. Like, of, of course, you need two seats. And he asked my clothing size and just really had what looking back now was, was, and I knew then too, was an appropriate, inappropriate conversation about my body in front of this gate full of people. And I remember my mom being there, <clears throat> excuse me. And I remember her saying, Hey, like this, this is not, this is not cool. Like we're going to have to like get a lawyer. You're not allowed to like ask these things. He asked my clothing size, my weight, et cetera. Um, and I said, mom, I don't, I don't, we don't need a lawyer. I'm, I'm going to pull my phone out and I'm going to record this was happening. I mean, I had a popular blog at the time. There were people um, following me online and I, I had just, just lost a hundred pounds, which thankfully is still missing. <laughs> but I was feeling so good about myself until that moment when I realized that even though I had come so far, people still just saw me as the fat person. And that was devastating to me because looking back now, I realized that I was living in a, in a place where I was so commonly offended. I just, I walked in a spirit of offense. And, and what that means is I just, I had lost a lot of faith in, in mankind to just, to just be kind to me. And, you know, I, I had, come off of, of living in New York City where um, I, I was walking from uh, my apartment to a fitness center that was three blocks away. And at the time, I mean, I was, I was, you know, morbidly obese and, and much heavier than I am now. And just walking there was a big deal. And when I went in that day, um, a person said to me, wow, if I, if I looked like you, I was on there to come at bike. And and she said, if I looked like you, I'd give up already. And now I can look at someone who would say that and recognize that they've been hurt. But at the time it just, I took it on. Um, and, and it hurt me because I, I already believed I was a failure. I've talked about that a lot here in previous episodes. I, Did not value myself. I did not see myself as a person who could do hard things. And when, when that person made that hurtful comment, I took it on as truth. I gave a total stranger whose face I can't remember authority over what I would believe in my life. And I did it again that day at the gate when, when the gate agent was less than kind about about me traveling traveling back to New Orleans so over the years I've learned that you know this story which ended up going viral because that so I recorded it I recorded the guy he actually later apologizes in the video and um and and I can think back to that now and it just it makes me want to cringe even though I don't hold regret about what happened because a lot of positive change came out of it. I wish that I had been equipped back then the way I am now because I could have offered a lot of grace in that situation. If the same thing happened today, I would offer grace. I would still speak the truth, but I would do it in grace rather than from a from a place of offense. I I wish I had offered grace back then, but it wouldn't be until months later that I would learn that I could never offer more grace than I've received from Christ. And that that really shifted my entire perspective on that situation and on life. Completely shifted it. So now my perspective on life is is categorically different and I no longer live with a spirit of offense. Uh, for the record, when I travel and coach, whether it's on Southwest, which usually is, if I fly coach, then um, I buy a second seat, even though Southwest no longer requires that. It's a non-negotiable for me. And I do that out of respect for, for other people and out of respect for me, because I, I weigh 300 pounds. I'm not a small person so even though i weigh significantly less than i did it is still tough to fit in a in a tiny airline seat and i really i would love to normalize you know blaming the airline industry for that rather than blaming plus size people because um these seats are are built to really accommodate Someone who's 5'9 or 5'10 and weighs about 150 pounds. And the reality is that in America, 40% of people are overweight or obese. So I'm not the only one who didn't fit in the airline seat. I was just the one who became the voice for the people who did not fit in the air airplane seat. So <clears throat> so I really started thinking about this a lot at Christmas because there was a lot in the news about Southwest corporate greed and and the subsequent systematic failure that followed. And I really began to reflect on my own character and my own personal development since, since they labeled me as, as the person who was too fat to fly. I want to say also. I think it's so important to recognize that the things that were said, the things that were spoken over me that day, the things about me being too flat to, fat to fly in one seat. I mean, I I think people have different views on that. I mean, I I if you can put the armrest down, it should count. Or um, if you weigh a certain number or less, it should count. You know, you shouldn't take up room for someone else's you know, part of someone else's seat because you take up too much room. And I, I agree. I I agree with that. I think that, um, the airline, if they're going to make the seats, the size they are, then they need to make accommodations. That's my personal stance. Agree with me, disagree with me. It doesn't matter. I'm not asking. Never, never have I asked for special treatment. I've asked for equal treatment, equal access. That's, that has always been what I desired, and I'm thankful, really, that Southwest has has come a long way. They've taken really good strides in in made really good strides in in doing that and seeing seeing the passenger as a person. And so, anyway, people have different thoughts. This is my thought, and I just wanted to share that. So, once I begin reflecting on how I'm different and how I would have handled that very serious, very real mess. Um, I, I really began to think about who I want to be and who I am, how I've changed and, and everything. And I was so tempted. <clears throat> I ended up um, getting home in January and I I, I deactivated my Twitter account not long after that because i was so tempted to jump into that vacuum of just um uh, while i was waiting for my return flight which was scheduled you know over a week after i was supposed to go home but it was so tempting and it would have been so easy to hop on twitter or or any social media bandwagon and just talk about how much i hate southwest. <laughs> people were stranded at the airport. I mean, a lot of people had it a lot worse than i did. Like recognizing that we were all, you know, we had the opportunity to travel and we want to look at this from a place of gratitude. That is hard to do when you don't know when you can come home yet. You know, like we missed um we missed plans uh, that we had made that that we would have been home for. And, and it was fine. We were able to extend our rental car. You know, I the trip cost thousands of dollars more than it would have because we extended our rental car for so long and um, we prepared for hotel costs at the end of the trip because so we didn't know exactly when we'd get to go home. And I was so excited to, you know, wear my new bombas gripper slippers that that everyone had that i i knew that my dad had purchased for everyone but mine mine never made it so the the problems i can look back now and see they weren't a big deal but at the time i really just wanted to jump on this i hate southwest bandwagon and i i am pleased to tell you i didn't but it took so much self-control to to really journal about it and, and to share things in privacy of my journal that I needed to get off my chest. So I'm gonna take this minute to plug journals, to just say that I journal regularly. And if you look at my journal, you're just gonna think that I'm a hot mess sometimes. And, and it's true. I mean, I have, I think as humans, we we are emotional beings and, and your journal, If you think of it as a safe place to just get out all your feelings to, to air your dirty laundry as it were, instead of going online to do that, that's not helpful. People commenting usually aren't commenting because they just care so much. They're commenting because drama feeds drama. So as tempting as it was, I'm happy to say that I did not jump on the social media bandwagon. um, Even though, even though I was tempted. So I journaled. And I, I thought about a lot of things that I needed to get off my chest, but what was so interesting is that I also kept my thoughts to myself. I, I really, <clears throat> I wanted to process them first. I'm a very external processor, but I didn't want to share thoughts with others until I was calm enough to share them without getting angry. And I, I did my best during that time not to speak in absolutes, you know, for example, I will never fly this airline again. Look, I've said that before. I have said before, I will never fly on Southwest Airlines again. But the reality is I prefer first class travel and I probably always will. But even more than I enjoy flying in first class or business class, I enjoy flying direct. I like to get on the plane and get off the plane where I'm going. And so recognizing that because I live in new Orleans, I've had to lower my expectations, um, for air travel, which means I'm, I'm going to fly coach more frequently than I would if I still lived in New York. Now there are so many, you know, well-documented reasons that I'm not just the biggest fan of Southwest, but It was really, it was really peculiar. And it's I've really I've thought about this at different points throughout the year. My issue is no longer with that gate agent who who really hurt my feelings, who embarrassed me. And and I'm able to see now, I'm able to look back through a lens of of grace and through a lens of healing and recognize that just like they were in December, I mean there were there were some people you know, working those counters who were clearly overworked and they were rude, but could you really blame them? Like I, I really couldn't blame them. That had to be one of the most challenging weeks they had all year and maybe even longer than that. So I was able to empathize with them because I was able to process my feelings and recognize that I've experienced some great customer service, during my recent travels on Southwest. So it's been a very long time since I've had an issue with them. The thing that kept coming back to me and the thing that I've thought about so long and I thought, how could I say this? Should I say this? Is that the, the people who, who were rude, the people who were unkind the day that, that I was planning to board that, that flight And they told me I was too fat for one seat. I should have handled it differently. I know I've said that, but what I mean is I wish I could apologize to that that guy in particular. There was a lady there who came out and tried to like help stuff, but she was ruder than he was. But I really don't think looking back, of course, of course that guy didn't wake up that morning and think, wow, I'm just going to go out of my way to make some fat girl feel bad about herself and, and get my face plastered all over every major network for the next few weeks. Like I, obviously that didn't happen. I, I think looking back now, we know, and we know because we've seen, you know, we've seen Southwest. Uh, make a lot of changes. I got to sit in some big rooms with fancy conference tables and and chat with people about what needs to be different. And I I remember being in DC, I got to speak with an entire group of airline executives from from different, just high level executives from different airlines in the US and outside of the US um, to to talk about processes and how things need to be clear and the, the executives need to communicate to, to the people offering that front facing customer service. And looking back now, I think I wish that I had handled it so differently again. I don't, I don't regret that it happened, but I regret the way that I I didn't, I could have had the same conversation and been more clear in my kindness. And I wasn't, I I felt offended. I felt hurt, but I think probably goodness. I think probably the guy who, who was so rude, I think he was, he was probably just overworked and, and it's very clear. I mean, no one, no one, even at much higher levels, because, you know, I, I tweeted about what happened and I woke up the next day, um, ultimately being, being allowed to get on the plane, um, I, I woke up the next day to thousands of retweets and, and people were tweeting Southwest and they were coming to my defense and they were, you know, angry on my behalf and outraged. And, uh, which is really, you know, that's, it was, it was helpful, I guess, but it, it could have been, I could have shared a clearer message. I could have shared the message like, Hey, we're people. We're all doing our best, you know, but that's, that's not where I was. I was hurt. And, and I hate that that guy, um, had to, had to experience hurt as well, probably, or maybe just aggravation. I don't know what he felt, but I wish I could tell him, I'm sorry that I handled it the way that I did. I'm sorry that I wasn't kinder. Um, when I didn't feel he was kind to me, I I wish I, I could have offered him kindness. And I think that, you know, perhaps if I had, you know, the story wouldn't have gone viral, I suppose. So again, I think all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's what God says. Uh, the Bible says about God, he uses all this stuff, even, even the hard stuff, the stupid stuff, the mistakes, like he uses all of it. So, um, but, and, and maybe no one would have cared if it hadn't been this dramatic thing that, that they, um, you know, that they wanted to feed on, but I wish I could tell that guy now, like, Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened like that. I realize now that you were probably overworked and that your supervisor wasn't clear with you about the rules because their supervisor didn't know the rules. I mean, I, I talked to this high level executive who called me, they invited me to fly again. And he was like, Oh yeah, he didn't know what the rules were. So, um, I ended up, uh, taking, taking more flights with them. Some of the flights were fine. And then I took another one, um, less than a year later, or maybe around a year. I don't know. It's all a blur now, but I took one, um, a year ish later and something similar happened. I was, I was, (laughs) I was leaving, I was returning home and, um, someone wanted me to pay $1,100 for an extra seat to fly back that day. I'm like, what? And, and the lady was like, look at you, like, obviously you need another seat. And I'm like, oh no, please, please Google me before we go any further. <laughs> and, um and she just kept on, And so I ended up, I ended up suing the airline in federal court. And I realize now how silly it is to uh, really sue someone for no money, but that's what I did. I didn't want I didn't want to make money off of Southwest and off of their mistakes or what I perceived as as their uh their lack of sensitivity. I wanted change. And looking back, I guess that's naive. I don't know. I maybe I should have sued for money. Maybe that would have uh the case ended up getting thrown out, but I mean, yeah, I wasn't asking for anything except I wanted people people to to be kinder and and to be better. But um, that ultimately happened. I mean, it it led to a lot of attention. There was another round of of stories happening, um, and so it brought a lot of attention. And ultimately, a lot of change did end up occurring behind closed doors. And thankful for that. But I I'm so thankful that I can look back now and think, gosh, you know, I was blaming. I was blaming this guy who was probably doing his best. He was probably having a frustrating day. The weather was rough, you know, coming into, coming into that airport. So he was probably having a really hard time and yeah, maybe he didn't make the best decisions or say the best words, but I also, gosh, neither did I, I could have been so much kinder and I wish I had the opportunity to tell him I'm sorry. So... I just wanted to go and kind of, I wanted to share about this and, and to tell the whole story and to share that. I think that, you know, sometimes like we live in a capitalist society and, and I remember, I remember being, I want to say it was the first time I was on the Today Show and I said, I'm a free market capitalist. I was so proud of that at the time, which now again, I'm, I'm, I'm still me, but I have a, a, a lot of uh, better rounded opinions about all of that than I did. Um, but the, the failure, the, the kind of, I guess where the ball was dropped was really more, more at, at the systematic level. Like they didn't um and and that's what happened in december as well like they didn't they didn't teach their employees what to do if this situation arises and i know it arises a lot because this 10 years later i still get messages from people saying hey this is what happened and and sometimes it's southwest sometimes it's united sometimes it's delta um but people, people reach out consistently and have over the last decade. And certainly, I mean, it took me, I finally stopped looking through my, my DMs on social media because there were so many people who were just aching to be seen as a whole person and, and to not be um, embarrassed or um, made to feel less than on these flights. So it was, it was clearly an issue, but it's an issue where where progress has happened and maybe they're, you know, they're gonna continue to have to seek progress over perfection and 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 you know, move forward with, you know, recognizing people versus commerce and all the things. I, I think the conversations will probably continue, but it really is about the going back to December and going back to to the the way that I was treated, it really is about the high level executives who are, you know, in charge of these understaffed airports during busy seasons, and their lack of attention to these eminent, systematic failures that that they've been warned about before. I mean, these, these are, these are not new issues. So um, and, and the size issue and impacts just 1000s and 1000s of passengers, I mean every year. So, it's it's a systematic problem, and I think it you know it starts at the top. And there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of significant change. But I just wanted to share that that there's also been change in me. That while an airline, you know needs to have a a size policy and they need to understand what's going to happen. I cannot control what they do or what they say about me or what people think about me. You cannot control what people are going to say or how they're going to perceive you. But if we learn that it is important for us to know who we are and to respect ourselves, then it becomes easier to really honor others, to give respect, whether it's due or not. So I'm not saying that I shouldn't have stepped up for myself, I certainly should have. And I did, and I did my best at the time and I'm, I'm okay with that. I forgive myself for the, the ways that I, I should have spoken differently, the ways that I should have, you know, the things I wish I had said that I didn't. I forgive myself, I forgive the people who were unkind. Um, and I really just wish that I could say, hey guy, yeah, you didn't really handle that well, but I'm sorry I didn't offer you grace. So thank you for listening. (laughs) Generally, these podcasts are about how to lift you up and how to encourage you. And so I guess if I had one thought on that, it would be, let's not assume that we know how people you know we know who people are uh based on a one-off conversation with them when they're having a tough time let's just let's choose to offer grace as often as possible which is so it's that's one of my mottos now i mean i say that frequently because it's true it it gets a lot easier to offer grace when you learn how to receive it so really learn how to receive grace and how to offer it for yourself if you want to learn more about living life is the best version of yourself. Check out my website, fightforward.com. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, share it on your socials and tag me at fight forward. And I will see you soon.